0: Hi, everybody. It's me, Tracy Thomas, host of The Stacks with another episode of The Stacks Unabridged, which is our Patreon-exclusive monthly bonus episode. I am so excited to kick off 2024 with a very fun episode with two of my favorite literary icons, Kree Miles, who is the creator of Always Black, a Black literature-focused Vertical at Penguin Random House, and Sarah Hildreth, who is the reader behind Fiction Matters, as well as a co host of the Novel Pairings podcast. The three of us join forces today to talk about the books we are most excited about in 2024. If you're listening to this episode and you get about 10 minutes in and it cuts out, that means you are not a member of the Stacks Pack on Patreon. You've got to go to patreon.com slash the Stacks to hear the entire thing. By joining the Stacks Pack, not only do you get bonus episodes, but you also get access to our very active Discord channel. You get access to our brand new Stacks Mega Reading Challenge. You get access to the Reading Tracker as long as you join before January 31st. You also get to join our monthly virtual book clubs, get shout outs on the show, and a lot more. Plus, it's a great way to support this podcast. So if you love The Stacks, head over to patreon.com slash the stacks and join us right now. Okay, now it is time for my conversation with Cree Miles and Sarah Hildreth about our most anticipated books of the first half of 2024. All right, everybody, I am so excited. It is another episode of the Stacks Unabridged Patreon-exclusive episode. You all begged me to do more of these episodes. And who am I to deny you what you want? This is a 2024 Most Anticipated Books episode, What to Look Out For. And I brought back, well, I brought back one of my favorite people, Cree Miles. She is the human behind curating and creating Always Black, which is Penguin Random House's Black as Fuck vertical. (laughs) Kareem, welcome back. Hey, I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy. And then I brought in for the first time one of my friends and someone that I talked to about books a bunch, but have never actually had on the show, which I kind of can't believe, the creator behind Fiction Matters, also the co-host of the Novel Pairings podcast, Sarah Hildreth. Sarah, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here.
0: I'm really excited. I told you both just now. The reason I wanted to bring us all together is because you're both people that I go to and look to for book recommendations, but we all have sort of different tastes in books and we sort of read different things. So I'm hoping between the three of us, we can come to up with like the definitive books to look out for in 2024 list. So no pressure, but also <laughs> this is the most pressure of your entire life. Oh my like, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So just before we kind of dive in, I guess since I've said we all have different tastes in books, people know my taste in books, but would you each sort of define for the readers how you see your taste in books or like what kind of books you're drawn to? Sarah, you can go first.
1: Okay. I mean, generally, I would say that I tend to read literary fiction, but more specifically, I often like books that are driven by interesting structures. Like people always talk about, are you a plot-driven reader or a character-driven? I think I'm often a structure-driven reader. I like books that are doing innovative things with how they're telling their stories. I taught high school English for many years. And as you mentioned, I co-host a podcast about the classics. And so I also love books that play with literary conventions. So like they're kind of fracturing the idea of what a novel can be. Or last year, I loved books that were kind of like, fresh spins on big Victorian tomes, anything that's like reaching back and commenting on the classics and how we've told stories over time are things that I tend to really enjoy. Okay. Follow-up question.
0: How do you know if something <laughs> is playing with a structure before you read it? Because I feel like you might know like, oh, based on this this thing, but how would you know if something's like doing weird shit, like to even put it on your list?
1: Well, I don't always. And I think that's part of what I enjoy about I these books is they surprise me. Like, I, I'm surprised when it takes an interesting structural turn. But, you know, there are any time a blurb says that it's like questioning what a novel can be or yeah. like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, OK, I'll probably I'll probably like that or at least be interested in it. OK, I love this. I love Sarah, this. Okay. are you a Zadie reader? Oh, my gosh. Yes. So the-
0: did
2: you like N.W.
1: Yes, I love NW. Okay. I, and I did you read The Fraud this year? Yes, Marie? yeah. Yeah. I, I loved The Fraud. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um she's one of my she's one of my favorites.
2: Oh, that's great. I did not like The Fraud.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I think it was very polarizing. I I ended up reading it twice. The first oh. time I I liked it. Yeah. And then I read it with my book club, and when I read it the second time, I was like, "I think this is brilliant." Mm.
0: Okay,
2: I might need a circle back moment.
1: Okay. Maybe at some point, you know. It doesn't have to be
2: high priority.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. I have never read a Zadie Smith book.
2: It had to be safe because I just said I didn't like a Zadie Smith book. And I won't say that But I feel like I went
0: way further. (laughs) You did. You did. I feel like I took it to the (laughs) next. That's like on my list of people I just have to read. But here's the thing. I have a feeling I'm not going to like her stuff. Have you read her nonfiction? You haven't read any... Do okay. the nonfiction, do Tracy. Yeah, do, her do, non-fiction. The fi- do the nonfiction. I have her nonfiction. I have Intimations. And then I have like the big blue. What is it? Feel free. Feel maybe? free. Yeah. yeah. Feel free. I have both of those. And then I have a bunch of her novels. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. And then I'm like, I don't know. Have you like it's read her gonna... like New
2: Yorker essay? Just start there. Just like crawl it. Just a, cr- a slow okay. crawl.
0: Okay. 2024 one of my goals is to read something Zadie Smith at least start I'm not committing to finishing anything in 2024 no, no. zero okay Cree. what's your what's your reading how would you define your reading taste
2: um I'm very very character driven like that is just um it bodes completely with how I like see the world and why I think why I love literature is I'm always like when I'm interacting with people I'm trying to like be like, what do they have hanging up in their house, or like,
1: what do they talk about when like no one can hear
2: them? And so that's why that is literally why I love books because it gives me what they do have hanging up in their house and what they talk about when no one can hear them. So that's it's really that. And I do um, I love love literary fiction as well because I think that's who does it the best. Um, Like even I mean I know we try and like romance novels and mysteries etc but i really i just love the quiet like internal really like minute interpersonal stuff i'm obsessed
0: and who for you is doing that the best right now like who are you most excited about right now
2: um like it just doesn't include books coming out it's just like a writer yeah just
0: in general like like what who's writing what you like so
2: I always, my always go to is like Brandon Taylor because I love Mm. real life, but like that's really heavy, you know, all the time. And so I did not read Such a Fun Age, but I did read Come and Get It. And I was like, this bitch be writing. I did, I had like, oh my God. I love Creed. I loved
0: it too. Oh my God. I loved it. (laughs) Okay. Maybe you guys have the same taste in books because (laughs) I have not read it yet. But I was mid on such a fun age yeah Same. that's why
2: I didn't read it because everybody okay. was telling me it was mid but okay. I was like okay. I'll read um such I'll read this new one I guess just because I don't know why I probably the cover because I'm vain the cover is it's, great. it's great and I was like do I need to circle back and read the debut because these characters are everything I need and more
1: I think the new one is is better and, okay. and they're they're a little bit different um in a in a great way but I think she like really doubled down on what she's great at like you said the interiority and creating these characters who they both feel so real and you're just like I can't believe you're doing that right now how can a real person do that yes yes it's awesome
0: okay fine I'll read it it.
1: (laughs) she's extremely readable she's
0: extremely readable such a fun age was such an enjoyable reading experience even though when I got to the end I was like no I don't like this. I don't care. Like, I'm out on this book. Like, I don't like, but I was like, I'm having a great time. And then the book ended and I was like, let me think about what i just done <laughs> and how I feel about what happened to me. Couldn't look at um, couldn't look yourself in the mirror for a bit. Yeah. Wait, I'm sort of obsessed because Sarah, you said you're a structure person. Cree, you're a character person. And as you all know, I am plotty, plotty McFiction, yeah! McNonfiction. Um, <laughs> but... I think what I've really discovered, it's less that I like plot and it's more that I like when people do things, which I know sounds similar, but is different to me. Like I don't need like a thousand things to happen, but I do need your person to go outside of their home and interact with another person. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like I can't just have it be like reflecting on something that happened in the family. Like it's gotta be, there's gotta be, I like conflict. I like like disagreement. So it could be two people talking, but I do need you to like have something happen that feels challenging. Okay. Okay. Because I I don't really like like mystery or like thriller that much. And that's like heavy plot, but I do prefer that to like super, super character-based stuff. But... Well, let's start with our goals. Do you all have any reading goals or reading-related goals for yourself this year? Or do you even set goals?
1: I I, I like to set intentions. I don't like to call them goals because then if I don't meet them, I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> <Okay>. But I, <laughs> I really have enjoyed over the last couple of years. So last year, for example, I read all three of Eleanor Catton's books. She came out with a new one, Burnham Wood, last year, which I loved. And then I read her other two. And I loved that practice of like seeing how an author evolved over the course of her three books. So I'm not looking to like read an entire author's backlist this year, but I definitely want to have more experiences of reading multiple books by the same author in a shorter time span because I like that. And then I also – my other reading goal or intention this year is to do some rereading. Mm. Um I have been on Bookstagram for this is for ten years. (gasps) Wow, real OG. That's dope. And so I'm going to use that marker as like an excuse and a reason to read some of the books that I loved, you know, before I even started sharing my books publicly, or books that I loved kind of at the beginning of that, and see what I think now. Oh my god, I love it. Those are my my goals intentions.
0: Oh.
2: Man, I, this is such an interesting question to me because, you know, Tracy, we talk about all the time how we're professional readers. And so a lot of my goals were connected to like my career this year, Mm. but not like to the like. To read it, like to like the thing. So, um, I really needed to curate this wonderful list for like later in the year for a project that I'm doing. Which is so funny that you stopped us at June because all of the books that I've like deep in are July through like September. So I was like, Got okay, it. I get to know what's coming out at the beginning of the year. Um, <laughs> but um, definitely it's Baldwin Centennial, so I really want to um, I I am like calling this the year of Baldwin in sorts. And then I turned 34 in October. And so I also am calling this my Hansberry year because it's the year that she passed. So I have been like, she's just been like in the back of my head, like thinking about her and reflections. I'll probably pick up Imani Perry's book. Um, But really more than anything, I just want to love what I'm reading most of Mm. the time. Like, you know, when it becomes a job, you're just like trudging through stuff that you're like, what the heck? And I put this on book threads. I really want to, um, like, take apart the meat and potatoes of actually critiquing literary work. So, like, when I don't like a book, I want to be able to be like, here are the reasons why I don't like it. And when I love one, I want to be able to do the same thing.
0: Well, we should all start a group chat because that's all Sarah and I talk about. Yeah, please. please. We really should. Yeah. I okay. would love that. Okay, I'll, I'll set that up. <laughs> All right. That is the end of this bonus teaser. If you are having a good time, I'm really sorry. Just know if you want to hear the rest of this conversation, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash the stacks and joining the stacks pack. You'll get a bonus episode just like this one every single month, plus access to our discord, our virtual book club, a lot more. And You'll get to know that by joining the Stacks Pack, you get to make the Stacks possible every week. So if you love the show, if you want more of it, head to patreon.com slash the Stacks. Finish listening to this episode. Enjoy all the bonus content and we will see you in the Stacks.